You are now listening to The Model Mindset. What is up, everybody? This is Brian, and of course, you know, we got my boy, John. Today, we were introduced to this special guest through my wife. She actually taught him uh, in middle school, but what really uh, grabbed us was my wife was talking to him, catching up with him about his mindset, and he had recently competed in his first uh, amateur bodybuilding competition. And he said, that's where his mindset really transformed. And what gravitated myself and John was that his mindset was very similar, but he's also very young. He's 23 years old. So Nate graduated from Marist University where he was a D1 volleyball player, where he was starring as a Libro and serving specialist on the men's volleyball team. And like I said before, Nate trained for and competed in his first amateur bodybuilding show where he placed third overall in the classic men's physique. Shout out, Nate. <laughs> and this is where Nate transformed his mindset. And this is where he saw that discipline and the right support system, he can accomplish anything. So Nate, welcome to Model Mindset, my hey, friend. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Can't wait to get some good conversations with you guys. Wow, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think we got, that's where we're gonna kick it off, man, is when you were training for uh, your bodybuilding show, yep. Is this where you truly did transform your mindset? And we're like, holy shit, this is this is this is something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whenever people ask me, like, hey, how'd the show go and everything, I tell them like, oh, like how I did placing wise, and I tell them, but physical transformation aside, because obviously you're gonna look way different when you start the prep for the show versus at the end of it. For reference, I lost uh, 22 pounds over a 16 week prep in that. So obviously that's gonna be look way different. But I tell people, physical transformation aside, it's really the mental growth and change that I had that really was the bigger lasting impact that it had on me. And to kind of answer that before, my previous mindset, um, before bodybuilding doing this show, like when I was still a senior in college or just even during that summer before I was really growing it and doing more so with along that path, um, it was good. And I had the like good ideas, like, you know, want to be the best version of me and had all the visions, but I was kind of just more so lacking that drive and determination to really get everything rolling. And as I'm closing in now and getting my certified personal training like certification, um, one thing that I learned in there with the textbooks is um, when people are going through any type of life changing events, it's, um, there's this theory called the trans theoretical model. And it really focuses on behavior change, the, the overall change model processing and like overall process of changing your behavior, which kind of plays in with self-efficacy. And I was kind of in the phase of contemplation slash preparation phases where it's all about, hey, I have this idea where I really want to start, just for lack of better terms, leveling up with all aspects of my life and I'm ready to get going with it. But I was just not putting every, all the everything into place. So doing the bodybuilding show and prep gave me so much structure and great I need to be doing this at this time and this, and it really kept me rolling. So not only do I have to be worrying about Hey, if I want to eat my next meal on time, I have to maybe have schoolwork to do, or I have to go job interview. So I have to line everything up. It really just helped me get more on my shit with everything. And it yeah, man. So much. Um, and it wasn't until those last maybe four weeks of prep. So I did weeks one through 12. Great. And I was rolling with everything. Then I really started getting hit with the, the wall. So they call it because your carbs are getting depleted. You're only having to do more cardio, but you're eating even less. So it starts rolling and rolling. So then like your little day-to-day things that maybe don't bug you, all of a sudden, like little flies on your face and little things just start annoying you more because you're just so much more demand on your mental and physical aspect. And those last four weeks is really where that good cultivation of that growth mindset really started to occur. Yeah, man. And it seems to be like 
a lot of times when it happens to people, it's in the face of like either adversity or a challenge or something like that, mm-hmm. where that's like, you may, you may see that as like a hurdle, but in reality, it's exactly what you need in order mm-hmm. to get that growth mindset. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. and, and we, you know, obviously our, our passion and all that is, is fitness and all that. And mm-hmm. we've all been working out for a long time and, and have different avenues in it. But when we like, that's like probably the easiest way that we all can relate as far as like understanding the strength of having like the mental capacity. It all goes back to working out. That's mm-hmm. where it started for everybody, right? Like yeah. who has that story? Right. So, you know, you're no different in that sense, but like the way that with how young you started and how strong your structure is at your age, man, like kudos to you, dude, because that shit is not easy sure. to accomplish at, you know, 21, two and three, like it, that's hard, man. So, you know, hats off to you, bro. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And, and so was there, what made you want to say, Hey, you know what? Bodybuilding, that's something that I, I want to entertain and I want to start training for and compete. Like what made you set that? Was there something that occurred that you're like, Hey, you know what? This is something I want to do. Yeah. Great questions. Because I'm just going to tell the way I tell people, everyone like who I've met in my gym or other people in my fitness life, like my story, I guess, kind of. So I got really into weightlifting and training in general when um, I played volleyball, as you guys already mentioned. So through high school, um, I wanted to just find some way to elevate um, my level of play. So I was already doing um, like Winter League, a USA club travel team called Husky Volleyball out of Windsor, Connecticut. So not only was I put, that's a kind of like in reference, like an AAU league for basketball or soccer, that type of thing. You travel okay. all around. Um, there's like nationals and everything like that by age group. Um, so I was, I was already doing that. And I was, I never played football in high school, but I was friends with all those guys on the football team. And during my junior year, they started a weightlifting club. And this was just kind of a way for the head football coach to get in more reps with the guys outside of football season. And the head coach was like, guys, we can't just have only football players that like, go get some of your friends to join. So my buddies were like, Hey Nate, if you come, do this. We work out four times a week here and you can really just, it'll help translate better to play on the volleyball court. I went, you know what, anything at that point to help get me better at my play. So I started doing that and I started seeing some progress. So I always had that little background doing it in me. And this, when you're a senior, you can't really be in the club because he wants the juniors to like kind of take over like for the football team to become those leaders for the next season. So I only did it my junior year, but that little bit of discipline structure kept with me. So then I got a gym membership on my own for senior year of high school at the time. So I always had that keeping with me, walked onto Maris team for the men's volleyball team. And we had like lift in the, after our practices. So that always a little bit of weightlifting structure was there with me. Fast forward to now halfway through sophomore year of college, COVID hits, boom, volleyball season kind of wiped out for about two and a half years. That really stunk. So Whoa, man, I yeah. can't be doing this. And again, all that time I was all states, my senior year of high school um, for volleyball. I was doing really well. So this was like, that was kind of my life aside from school and like social life. It was volleyball and getting better at that. I was a practice player for the women's team as well. That was really everything I was all about. So with that taken away, I looked to the only other thing that was kind of going hand in hand with it was weight training. And I said, okay, well, whenever I get back to doing volleyball, I want to be better. So let's put more time and effort into the gym. And what kind of went hand in hand with that was me getting better at volleyball. I was always watching pro volleyball games, like the two hours long. I can tell you the scores of those games, like from years back, watching USA play France or anything of that sort. So I then put that same exact mindset and work ethic into working out. If I want to get better at this, let me watch what the pros, I guess, would do it. Pros at working out would be, I thought right then they're bodybuilders. Let me go watch them. Obviously, they are massive dudes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I swear, my height, but weigh two seventy of just pure right. compact muscle tissue. It's crazy, but you know, obviously, with performance and drugs aside, their work ethic and how they do that, the 
how their mindset, their workouts are structured. Too. That's that's the main meat and potatoes right there of everything they do. So I figured if I just really dig deep and listen to their videos, the messages they put out, I would just watch like motivational videos. Um, Shout out to Machiavelli Motivation. That's the channel I always watch like from years ago. Um, I still do. And they provide a lot of that great discipline. So I started watching and learning more. And the thing with bodybuilding I kind of learned is everyone says it's way harder than other sports. I thought, how could that be? You're not on stage like out doing some money, just in there posing. It's because with bodybuilding, it's kind of a, it's not a sport. It's a whole lifestyle. It's, it combines your dieting, your sleeping, like with your recovery and your training. I always tell my friends, like, you could go into the same workout as me every single day, but it's what you're doing the other 22 hours in the day that matter. Because you have to be controlling what you put in your body. You have to be making sure you're grow sleeping enough. Because if you're not, you're not going to grow enough. So then why are you doing the other things if you're not going to give your body? And it just, the cycle continues. So I thought, that sounds so hard, but I'm never one to shy away from hard work. Let me just give it a shot, finally, after I graduated. Because I wasn't really doing volleyball anymore. So I thought, let me just give it a shot. And hardest thing I've ever done mentally physically, emotionally, and I just thought, I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah awesome. I remember, and I remember when we were, uh, we went down with you to Lightning Fitness. Thank yep. you again for having us down there. That was awesome. That was a great workout. Of course, anytime. Um, I remember you talking about like kind of how like your social life has adjusted a little bit too because the way you prioritize things while you were getting ready for your show and your competition, yeah. it was like, hey man, come out tonight, whatever like that. You're like, but I got to get this amount of sleep or, you know, I got to mm -hmm. do whatever it is. I got to be ready for tomorrow at 7 a.m. or whatever it was. Yeah. And like, how how hard was it to learn to structure time as well? Like obviously planning like workouts and things and all that, you know, getting those things and meals, all that stuff like that. But all of it goes into and it's encompassed by time. So right. did you ever have a hard hard time like balancing? Like okay, it starts here, it ends here for your day, or are you that's still like a growing thing for you? How does that work for you now? Yeah. So at the start of prep, I was kind of more last days school. With that. I was like, oh, let me just get at least like seven hours of sleep, so I'd kind of be like. So I'd stay up till one and I'd be like, okay, I have to sleep down till like 8.30. But if I had things get done early in the day, I'd kind of, you know, throw a monkey wrench in the whole system. So, because then again, I have to get my certain amount of meals into the day too. Because um, you got to hit the macros or else if not hitting a protein, what am I even doing all this for you? That's like, it all ties with it. Um, so as I got further down to prep and real, really learning that, man, this stuff does take a big importance. I had to really start dialing it in more, as you mentioned, John. And I think it was about, after the first four weeks, most bodybuilder um, prep periods, like standard ones are 12 weeks or 16 weeks. It kind of really plays into your starting point, how comfortable you are. Like with doing one, it was my first one ever. I wanted to make sure I took every precaution out there. And so I started a little bit earlier. Um, and also I'm not someone who's naturally super lean or at least back then at least. So it was harder. I knew it was gonna be harder for me to shut off that weight. I wanted not to have to do a big weight cut, like more at the yeah. end, was gonna drain the energy right out of you. So I wanted to do it over a longer period of time. So those first four weeks was kind of like, hey, like we're doing this, but I had more, a little more lackadaisical mindset with it. So once I get 12 weeks out, start dialing it in more and then tying it in with the, the social life aspects, it definitely played, um, putting some restrictions on that. I think I had to miss one of my really good college friends for birthday party. And it took a lot because um, I'd have some really good understanding friends not to be, because they know me as a person, I would never skip that just to be like, oh, I don't want to go. Like that's what right. never yeah. And so I have some really understanding friends. Um, I was even on prep for my birthday. Um, August 16th, and I'm a very big social person. I would love to see all my friends on my birthday. That's what I tell everyone. And I think I had to tell people, hey, I have 20 minutes. I can come see you. And this is me when I'm drinking my pre workout before I drive to the gym because I have to get this stuff done. And I think they looked at me like I was crazy. I don't blame them at all. But um, <laughs> looking back on it, it is silly because, like, to us, like, just 
20 minutes, that's all you could give me. I was right, like, right. So much, but it was a lot, and it took a lot of discipline out there. So I'm glad I got through it, but like you said, you had to really be on all your P's and Q's at all times throughout the day. So that can create a lot of stress at times. So you have to be willing to just get it through you and just keep grinding. And it's good you have those friends who understand and all that, because that's definitely the, yeah. having a supporting you know cast in your life for that kind of stuff has to be so important. You know, when, yeah. when you're when you're so disciplined and maybe people don't have that discipline or don't understand <laughs> it, you know, to, to still be, you know, supportive in it is important. So uh, that that's really cool that you had that too, man. Absolutely. And then yeah. tying in with that is that having a community with the members at Lightning Fitness was so beneficial because when I think I was two weeks out, maybe I'm just hitting that wall. My energy's crashed. I've had no carbs, but I still have to hit my leg day and hit some PRs there, but I just no and energy and I work out at night because I would go after after work at like 5.30 p.m. Um, but I just see people in there and I say, even if it's, I'm feeling like crap, uh, I'll see some of my buddies who understand what I'm going through and they just give me that, come on, you got it. And they've all gone through a prep as well or people doing other disciplines like really renowned powerlifters, strongman, they see it and they respect it. And it's really awesome just to have that uplifting environment. And every time I go in there every day, it's like, how can I not want to just leave there and just crush my goals and better myself? So it's so awesome having that yeah. community yeah, um, and you guys know you guys have seen messing with people. In yeah, person. man, those yeah. guys are great. There it seems like and that the, yeah. the place itself, the equipment itself, like it's motivating oh, enough. Cool. Never mind having all those you know guys and girls there who are there mm -hmm. to you know, bust a mass too. So yeah, even yesterday I brought um five of my college friends who were like my gym buddies. Um, often they all came down to visit me, and I took them there. And even though it was a little more empty, they, like not as many people there, they still got to meet the gym owner and just there's an awe of the place and just how. You know, many times you hear about the gym people, like those big bodybuilders who are real golf scary. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, freaked out. But those are some of the nicest, most genuine people you could ever yeah, meet. Right, they just man. want to better, like they're in there better themselves. Obviously, that's how they got to that point. They just want to share and help anyone else get to those goals. So it was really awesome to kind of show them my world over here. Yeah. And it was really cool. They had the same like reactions you guys did. It was like, this is awesome. Man. Incredible. The most incredible oh, gym I've yeah. ever stepped foot into, man, for real. Yeah, and honestly, too, like, I mean, look at the Atlas Stones that we were lifting. Yeah. I mean, two dudes came over and were genuinely trying to help us mm -hmm. so that we wouldn't break our fingers yeah. or hurt ourselves. Or shit our pants. But or... It was, or shit our pants. <laughs> that's huge, yeah. Um, you know, but, like, they, that that's the support. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking up. But, but it's also you're there to better yourself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think there's a false stereotype with maybe gyms in general or something. Yeah. And it's people will share knowledge. Mm -hmm. and, and when we go there and people are working out, man, I fucking love that everybody's there just working out and getting after yeah. it. I love it. And if anyone ever has any questions, dude, I always go, go out of my way and be like, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll mm -hmm. answer anything. I'm not going to go and tell someone yeah. something if I <laughs> yeah, see them right, do something. Right. I feel like that is a big no-no. But like they're super supportive. So if anyone has questions, I highly encourage you to just to go up someone. That looks like they know what they're doing because they will help. Mm -hmm. No doubt. And that is lightning fitness there. Oh yeah. And so I want I want to I want you to take us through your training. Sure. Because I I really want people to understand what you went through. <laughs> and so I want you to touch on the meals that you were that you were down in. Mm -hmm. I want to know like your macros, because you touched on your macros. Yeah. You know, how your training was structured. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I think that's important too. And I mean what you previously were doing from a training perspective mm -hmm. to then going bodybuilding. Um, yeah, break that down. Cause I want, I want to hear that, man. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess prior to um, like graduating with me still being in college, it was, it was a lot because I was a practice player for the girls volleyball team as well up until senior year. So I was, I had girls practice in the middle of the day. I had my 
own workout, which would be more bodybuilding, like in the middle of the day, men's volleyball team practices at night always. So I'd have practice and then team lift. My coach knew I was, know everything I was doing. So he wouldn't make me lift with team lift. I would just be like an initial trainer, just go around and make sure everyone else is hitting their stuff. But it'd be more powerlifting oriented, like fast switch muscle um, exercises, strength um, and everything of that sort. Not as much hypertrophy focused, which for those who don't know, hypertrophy is more just about growth oriented. You're trying to get bigger. And with bodybuilding trials training, it's not like going for how much can I do for one rep on barbell bench? Man, I haven't done barbell bench press in a year and a half, I think, maybe even because I didn't have volleyball really much at all senior year. So two years practically, I haven't done barbell bench. Instead, dumbbells because it's safer, much easier on the shoulders, and it's much more easier with growth than that. And you're going to each work each one on their own, and it's not going to be – you can't compensate as much with the barbell. Like have one side to help take over. So with bodybuilding, it's more so I want to be hitting this with perfect form and how am I moving the weight versus how much weight can I move? So that's one aspect with it. So I guess to break down the specific training before that was more so like we're cleaning, we're benching, we're squatting here and deadlifting. And that slowly switched into a five-day split with bodybuilding more so with, for me, for my prep, my coach was having me, my lagging part, he knew what I wanted to grow into the show was more so my back, specifically getting more width there. Um, just help build that frame that you'll see on stage because on stage you want to just take up as much space as you can. So my split was five days a week uh, prior, the summer before, me doing a little bit of bodybuilding during the summer. I've done six-day splits. Those who don't know, that's just how many days a week you're working out. I was doing six in a row, resting on Sundays. But as I previously mentioned, it's eat, sleep, train. Sleeping is goes hand-in-hand hand with recovery. And I kind of just yeah. learned that my body, and it's really important to be able to listen to your body, I need two days of rest a week. I can't be doing six and that's just something you have to be able to learn some people that's when you're smart. younger working that's out smart. they go no days off i go every single day and i'm just like oh and that's how i was too i wish someone told me that yeah. hey man like, you need to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so doing it by but and like on those other days that you may be resting from weights you can still be doing cardio or abs or anything that right. if you're doing like hard lifting training every single day you may not see you can still grow during that it just might not be the most optimal way so my five-day split, Mondays, it was a pull day, like more so posterior chain. I had a few little bit of legs. I had like RDLs in there as well. Um, then a push day on Tuesday. Uh, so chest, shoulders, triceps. And then I had back on Wednesday again. Just that was my more lagging spot. So we hit it again. Rested on Thursdays. Then I had a shoulders and triceps day. My chest was like a genetic more strong point. So we wanted to bring up the shoulders and triceps as well. And then legs. Um, legs were most dudes don't really do legs that much. I, for one, loved legs all through. when doing that. Loved it, loved it. So we needed, I was more, I'm more bottom heavy. So I need to bring up my upper body to match the legs. So we only had legs once a week in there. When prep all started, no matter what, I was doing six meals a day from five meals and a shake, more specifically. Um, that was from, that never changed from 16 weeks out down to peak week, one week out. What changed during that time though, was either my calories out or the amount of my calories in. Um, and what that whole ties hand in hand with is when you started prep, I think I was eating about 185 grams of protein a day, split over six meals. So like literally every two and a half to three hours, a meal is going in and um, the carbs would be spaced out differently. A lot more carbs to start prep. I actually gained, um, I think, a pound and a half during my first week of prep. Just because we wanted to give myself enough food to work with to start that way. I'm not just pulling away from nothing at the end of it. So I, think I gained a pound and a half of that first week. I went from like 162 and a half to 164 that first week. So from there, it's most people think like, okay, just cut the carbs out right away, which yes, but yeah, there's a process to it. You, if you can't cut everything right away again, it's, there's nothing else to pull from. So it kind of breaks it down to a science where one week maybe 
and you only weigh yourself twice a week during this because if you start looking at the number, you're going to get in your head about it, and it's going to become so bad. Yeah. Weight loss is not That's a direct point. line. Some days you're going to go up. Some days water weight. Maybe you didn't sleep as long as you may have normally, so normally would have. It all plays a role. So I always weigh myself twice a week, Mondays, Fridays, taking the average. Um, if things are going as planned, we're just going to keep going with the plan, and that would be maybe one week we add five minutes of cardio to all my sessions. And I started going with two days a week, 25 minutes, incline treadmill, all of prep, uh, 15 incline speed at four or 3.8. A few weeks later, we bumped it to four. So the next week you'd pull out like 20 grams of carbs from the other meals. We would not really touch the pre and post workout until the last few weeks. Uh, eventually it was like, those are my only carb meals. And then eventually those got pulled too in like the last three and a half weeks. But so you just keep adding stuff in. So now to go rapid fire with it, I guess week one, it was 25 minutes of cardio twice a week. That's it. Week three, we bumped it to three days a week, 20 minutes. Lower the time, but up the frequency. Still going to become more calories out overall that week. I lost about like 0.8 pounds. You want to lose between like 0.8 and 1.2 a week for it to be healthy weight loss. Anything more, you might sacrifice losing some muscle, which for a bodybuilding show, that's the last thing you want to do, of course. <laughs> um, eventually, that becomes just at the end of prep. So now we'll fast forward to like two weeks out. It was cardio after every session, after every training session for an hour. Additionally, like four days a week, fasted cardio, 30 minutes. My full-time job was Damn. 8 a.m. to 4.30. So I'm getting up hungry, hungry, hungry. <laughs> doesn't matter, like two sips of black coffee. Go hit my treadmill before work. I'm sure my parents probably hated hearing my treadmill going in the basement like five days, <laughs> minutes. It doesn't matter. you got to do it. Um, and that helped, again, close the mindset of just doing the things today. I wrote it down, this good, great quote I had. Um, in order to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been. I'm never one who's been a great morning person. You guys know I did not want to go to do that workout that <laughs> I yeah. had to um, do those things in order to get there. And that kind of goes hand in hand with that growth mindset. How can you try to become a better version of yourself if you're just going to be in that comfort zone? Any type of growth is going to come from being uncomfortable. And that's in anything in life, not just getting in better shape. Mm -hmm. That's with wanting to become better with your business, better relationships, build anything. It's going to take some new things which nine times out of 10 will make you a little uncomfortable, which I've come to, I've grown to be learning to become more comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. But yeah, guys, those Man. last like, three weeks, that cardio wasn't changing that much. And the last two weeks, my coach said, hey, you want to bring out the lines in your legs a little more? So that hour of treadmill after the workout is become an hour on Stairmaster. And I was, oh, first, damn. All right, let's do it. And I didn't realize how bad that really was. <laughs> an hour on Stairmaster is brutal. I was dying on the ends of it and in those moments i really started to lean more into it like there was like after 40 minutes when i think i have nothing left i would just look at myself and just speaking just positive affirmations like you got this you are so close like you were right there and those positive self-talks as you guys know can be make all the difference just yeah, telling yourself that um brian i think you said in a previous episode writing down some things you're grateful for some of those things like just having those positive things throughout your day can really make a difference see See, this, this is why we had him on. This is why we had him on. Okay. Because he is 23 years old. 22. With this mindset. Nice. 22. Wow. Jesus. 20, I rounded yeah. up. I rounded up. I rounded up. <laughs> but see, this is, this is exactly it though. And I think this is important to mention too. <clears throat> is, and I think we all agree with this. You have to push yourself yeah. both mentally and physically. Because when you push yourself physically, that's when you really challenge yourself mentally mm -hmm. and you push through. And like you said, Nate, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's with life. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you said it so eloquently with your training. I mean, there were so many points in there where it really pushed you mentally and physically, mm-hmm. but you stayed the course. You stayed the course, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what. And what's important too is John and I have talked about, and Gabby had said it too on a recent podcast that we had, learn to say no. Yeah. And like a, a good example of it, man, is your friend's birthday, as challenging as it was, but also another example is when I asked you, hey, let's go in the morning. And you're like, no, can we do that? Can we do it later on? <laughs> and so we're, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to say no. Yeah. We were cool with it. We adjusted to you, mm-hmm. you know, but that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, you have to be, you have to do that. You have to set those boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think another big thing that I love telling some people, um, I have a little private uh, Snapchat story that I would do some like motivational talks on there. Um, you should just be oh, called, shit, like, yeah. yeah, it's, um, one of my friends telling me what the name is called Motinate and like about, I've been kind of slacking <laughs> a little bit now. Yeah. I loved it. Like, yeah. M O T I then capital N. So Motinate. Yeah. It was cool. I wow. That stuff. And those talks usually would get posted on like my drive back from the gym. It's only four minute drive back. So I would just say I'm in those moments, even the gym where like, and that euphoric, like I just crush that and you just feel awesome. And when you feel awesome, you just want to be able to. At least for me, I want to share that with everyone else. Like, ha- had this feeling of how good I feel because I just put in all that work. And you just, yeah, yeah no, leaving that gym feeling amazing. Yeah. Any type of workout. So I would do those little stories. And I have about a couple hundred viewers on there. And even if one person responds to me, as you guys said in your last podcast, even if you guys have one person reach out to a week, not even that we're fishing for that. It's just if that happens, someone will maybe text me, they'll slide up and say, Nate, like, I really needed to hear this today. That I, because of that, I don't have enough time, but I went out and did the two mile run and I felt awesome because of it. That makes all the difference. That makes me feel awesome. And the main messages I preach on there, um, even to guys who are, I still have friends of mine that are still in college, they're juniors, seniors, whatnot, um, from my fraternity, you're on the volleyball team, whatever it may be. Um, some of the things that I really preach on there and it made me learn from the show as well, um, I mean, really learn is that on some days you're gonna have to do some really, really hard shit, even when you don't feel like it. And it's in those days, those are like those character building days where it's going to be really worthwhile to do that stuff today that others won't want to do. And one of the quotes that I always hear, um, I even have it, I have a motivational wall in my room, guys. And it's a lot of quotes I hear from Machiavelli Motivation I'm on there. One of the ones I love is, uh, it's, be willing to do the things today that others won't do in order to have the things tomorrow that others won't have. And that's just how you just set yourself up for more success. Yeah, I love you? that. Love it. And that's one of my favorite things. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely, yeah, that, man. That is, yeah. It's, you, it, you're a straight fire. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know? it, it's funny, man, because you don't realize, like, when you're talking to, we always talk about like-minded people, right? Yeah. And, like, this is a perfect example. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've only had, you know, a couple chats here and there, man. Yeah. Um, and every time we have, though, it's just like, man, like, the wavelengths are just identical on, on, on things, Same. right? So it's like, you say some shit like having a motivational wall and stuff like that. And yeah. I remember like reading about a lot of that and like people talking about like doing like um, other dream boards or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and BG, I think we talked about one time people would put them on their mirror in their bathroom a lot of times, um, yeah. having specific places that they put these things. Right. So like when did I'm just curious now, because that just struck me when you said it, like, when did you when did you start that motivation board? Like how often do you? Like this, do, does it kind of get like revamped and you kind of restart from scratch? Like how well, like where'd that start for you, man? That's yeah, that yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I still do update it every once in a while when I think of like a really good one. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One actually came from when I listened to one of your guys' podcasts. I think it was to start the new year off. Um, John, it came right out of your mouth. It was I can't remember the quote. 
I was just talking earlier about Tony Robbins. I don't think it came from him though, but it was one that was what was like the worst advice you could have had. I think yeah. realistic. And what was I've actually made this my kind of my mantra for the year. What is the best piece of advice you ever got? And it was yeah. what if it turns out better than you can ever imagine? Did that like half glass full mindset and just that was just that spoke me gave me tingles. Details when I first heard. I went Dude. yeah. I went that that's that's mine for the year. Hell yeah. Yeah man. And combining yeah. that with just like the growth mindset, I was like, that is perfect for me for this year. But kind of where it all started. Um, so two years ago, summer, so going into my senior year of college that summer, um, I not only was working um, morning shift at my gym front desk, like getting there at 4.45 a.m. every day, I was doubling that with a marketing internship. And when I was interviewing for this one, um, the boss of that marketing firm, um, Joe is his name, he was, we always had Monday meetings after I got the interview like, as a company team, just, hey, get everyone started for 10 minutes. And it was awesome, like tap off, get everyone together break for the day, go do your stuff. Um, he'd always preach big on Tony Robbins, which, who I know is a big uh, man on the show. Oh, oh yeah. Go. Hell yeah. So he'd always <laughs> preach um, about his teachings, his life values and all that, and how it comes, you have to start with believing in yourself and having to have that self-efficacy, that determination that I can go out there and do these things and just believing with yourself. And he would always talk about, when I was interviewing for this position, one of the interview questions that was different from any other one I've ever had was, what books are you reading? And I was like, Oh, I love that. I read it. And I, was, <laughs> I think my mom sent me a book here in college. I read a really quick one. So I put that in there. And ever since then, he started talking about reading, how good it can be, not just to be a nerd and just like reading, but to nourish your mind, his own help it grow. So yeah. since I graduated um, and I'd be studying for my like certification, I'd just go to my public library, like maybe every once in a while, and they'd have like little bookstores. I'd study in there, but also just pick up books. I've been reading so many more just self-help ones and being able to read those is like, wake up, your life is calling. I have this great one right now, just living, about living in the moment nice. and mm-hmm. just really being present with everything. And doing that kind of helped me start. So about two years ago, during that summer, uh, I started to build this motivation wall. And a lot of it was just things from that motivational channel I like listening to. A lot of it is more bodybuilding oriented of like be willing to do the things today, but they all apply to every other aspect of life. And that's why I love them. Yeah. Um, so really two years ago, just been adding to it slowly, slowly. I remember I wouldn't like go to Staples to like nice print off things. I would just on a word doc type up some quotes I saw, just print it, cut it, tape it to my wall. That's as simple as that. You start making a collage. Yeah, simple, easy. That's it, man. That's great. Like that's like a gritty way to do it, right? And that's kind of like the the weightlifting, bodybuilding mantra. Like you got to get dirty and gritty doing shit, and like like the the old school way of doing stuff like that, man. So I'm glad you do that. That's cool. More people should do that stuff. More people have those dream boards or those motivation boards, quotes like. Like my wife got me like a uh, like the desk calendars where you rip it off every day. It's a new thing, but oh, it's yeah. all motivational quotes every day. Like a new, so I'm like, I love that man. Like I love every day, like seeing what's next. Like I'm excited to like rip it off and see what's next. <laughs> but like that stuff at like, but those things, man, that can get you through your day. Like that first like part of your day where you're, it's like, oh shit, you know, like mm-hmm. do you remember that quote? It's like, all right, well, and then you can look forward to something, and then you're just you're you're plowing through the day after that, try to get to that that you know that finish line. So um, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I have that wall um, right near my alarm clock, so I have to get up and like slap it off, and like it's right there in front of me. So I'm always like, there you go, on one and stuff like that. Yep, there you go. And you just touched on it. So, so you put your alarm clock like further away, so you have to get up and turn off. Yeah, um, kind of learned. See, that. that's smart. I picked up on that. <laughs> learned that the hard way because in high school it used to be like on my nice and next to my bed. So I remember I just like roll over, just slap it, and thinking I hit the snooze or something, I actually hit off. So off. the next time oh, it's been like. <laughs> Not a lot, but like, like one or two times was enough for me to be like, I'm never letting this happen again. So I yeah. 
somewhere else you have to get up and like you start hearing that beep and like you want to roll back over but mine only gets louder so i have to do it sooner <laughs> way too loud so i have to go do it and just get up and that's once smart. i'm up out of bed i'm like i'm not gonna You're go up. back in because i know i won't get back up <laughs> yeah. yeah right that's smart that's- and so nate you know you kind of touched on it but it sounds like you definitely uh created some habits throughout your training yeah uh for the competition was there any habits that you kept after your competition because you found out wow these are super meaningful and i i want to continue with this yeah these habits um, definitely i think the biggest thing that i've kept with me since then is that growth mindset i think the weekend after my show um was when my best friend from college was her um 22nd 23rd birthday party actually in new york city so i went there and everyone's telling me of course because Right after the show, I mean, you're not going to go right back to looking how you normally do. I'm still, I think, like 10 pounds away. So everyone's telling me, you look awesome and all that. I said, thank you guys so much. I said, I feel like a brand new person. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, we can see that. I said, no, no, no. I said, on the inside, I feel mentally like a brand new Nate. Like, you guys have not seen this guy yet. And I'm so excited just over the years to show you, like, all this. And I really kept that growth mindset. And I, now I hate doing New Year's resolutions, like writing it down like that. I think if you want to start cultivating a new life or anything, just why not start today? Like why wait for January? Like why not just do it right then and there? So I've kind of been challenging myself and trying to do like one new thing a month maybe. And so with that is just having that growth mindset of understanding there's been a lot of times I'm going to be really uncomfortable and that's okay because if I just get complacent with anything in life, it's just going to leave me to be stagnant and I don't want that in any time really because it's also just going to make me become and accept where I'm at, like, which is in a good spot, but I just always, you know, just want to be better myself. So in order to do stuff like that, you just have to always be ready to accept a new challenge, be open to it. Like you guys did when you came to Lightning, Atlas Stones, everyone's saying, bro, you, this is crazy to me because meeting you guys, I would never expect that a few months ago. You guys might not have wanted to do that. And it's awesome because yeah. I've never known that. So you guys have to go in there with, even though like, you know, don't show it right away, but be like, hey, we're going to do this. Um, I don't know yeah. if you guys were feeling maybe a little nervous about it. It was just ready to roll. And you guys were so reluctant to just, Hell yeah, let's do it. And that's yeah. 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 man. You got to have that mentality of just go like, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Like, you know, like if you do it wrong, guess what? You have people there who like we did that day who were like, hey, man, just try this. You know what I mean? And like there's there's no there's no sense of being afraid to try anything in life. And like Mm -hmm. that's kind of something I've I've learned. And it sounds like you have, too. You know, Mm -hmm. I know you have, man, like learning, like saying no. Yes. Like learning to say no is a skill and it should be applied more. But like trying new things is is still something that should be that go hand in hand though you can say no to things but like trying new things is is like uh it's like a different like lease on life when you have a growth mindset because it you you're you're expecting it to lead to new things at that point right mm-hmm. so like that's where the excitement of it comes in so trying new things is great those stones were fun as hell they were hard yeah <laughs> um yeah but that was that was, was probably great. one of the coolest things we've ever done um in in a gym that's not obviously basic you know weightlifting stuff so uh, I'll never forget that. That was fun. Oh yeah. And you, and you know, what's funny too, is John and I just kind of like laughed because dude, I, I don't know if you are in some of the conversations that John and I have <laughs> Where you because we literally say the same exact thing, man, about like, don't wait for new year's resolutions, <laughs> yep. you know, just so, start, like start yeah. to take action. Yeah. And you know, Jim quick is one of my favorite, um, I would say self-improvement, type person yeah. he's got a great book limitless i highly recommend yeah, it well. it but he has a, a great quote where it's little by little a little becomes a lot and that's the thing I like is that. i think people get overwhelmed with 
the macro of their potential goal. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is they want to lose 50 pounds. So they get so consumed with the number 50 rather than, okay, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm just going to go for a, oh, a 20 minute walk. Mm -hmm. Okay. Starting little by little, because you're going to take those steps in the right direction. And guess what? When you start incorporating a healthy lifestyle, those numbers on the scale will start to change in your favor, but you can't think about the big number. You got to think about the steps to get to that big goal. You know, you got to break it down simple. Yeah. And so you're touching on everything that we, we talk about, which is super, super awesome. And also, man, I just got to say this before I even give you another, uh, you know, positive compliment, but <laughs> your enthusiasm for life, dude, is cool. And I think people tend to lose that. How many times have you heard, hey, you know what, that, that person over there, they're pretty enthusiastic. You don't hear that often. You know what I mean? So I'm giving you a great compliment you. that you're yeah, You know what it's like, man, and, and I'll and it's like a, a personality, but like Pat McAfee has that personality oh, yeah. where it's like he's super enthusiastic, he's funny, he's knowledgeable, he like he's he's accomplished, all these things like that. And all mm -hmm. that into one is like super contagious and you want that energy. Like that's yeah. you, that's your vibe, that's your energy. So don't lose that shit because uh it's gonna serve yeah. you well for people sure. People want to be around it. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, guys. People want to be around it. Thank you, I appreciate so, it. Yeah, we got to ask this because we've touched on some of the, the the challenging things. But what was the biggest thing that you learned during training? I think the biggest thing um, through the whole prep I did for the show with training is body. The, is just that the mind is probably the best muscle you can ever learn to train. And what I mean by that, with training wise, is that there are so many times like we hear people talk about like going to that place where you have to keep just crank out the reps like your body's telling you i can't and being able to push past that pain barrier and really get that mind muscle connection go and being able to tell yourself you have three more in you and i think once i really started to cultivate that and really just be able to push past that pain barrier like there's this great leg exercise i've been doing a lot lately i just finished my split on uh, my 12-week program i just finished literally yesterday i went on my friends came and i did a leg day uh we finished with a great pr i got a new weight for i used to i was hitting it for like five reps a few weeks ago we pushed it up now i got finished it with nine um, those last few reps, like, if I could have a video for it, I don't, but it was just one of those reps, like everything in you, just my whole body shaking on it. And it's just because you're pushing it through your mind at that point. I'm, it was a um, heel elevated, like Smith machine squat and close stance. So it's just all quads moving that as much as you can on a 15 Jesus. degree angle wedge. Um, the machine, I don't know how much it weighs on its own, but uh, the PR was four plates and a 10 on there just for nine. And it felt so awesome at the first at the end of it because uh, my legs were feeling like they weren't having anything left and i told myself i'm like you did this last week with eight like in the middle of the set I'm like you have this you know you're getting at least eight and that last one was right there and it's just being able to push through with your mind and be able to do those things because at the end of those workouts when i was deep on prep i had no carbs in me i literally wanted to just go home I, i'm <laughs> off a pre-workout um and you guys remember i remember i told you i'm not a super big caffeine guy so i'm going having like 175 milligrams of caffeine that's it to fuel that leg day, but then also an hour of Stairmaster afterwards. That's the last thing I want to do. Um, and just being able to tell yourself, like, it's right there. Like, it's, you're, it's only 50 minutes away until you go home and have a shake and eat an hour later. It's right there. Yeah. Um, just being able to have that mindset has really helped me grow the most. Yeah. It's the best thing with the gym. And that it's funny because you mentioned a lot of, like, of, like, obviously, like, the PR stuff, the you know, yeah. the, the training itself stuff. And it kind of goes into our next question, which is, you know, what's the most challenging aspect of your training, right? Yeah. I, I would imagine, and tell me if I'm wrong here, 
it's when you had to, like, say, strip those carbs, and it's when you were starving and you had to go get a workout in, in an hour of stairmaster and these things, yeah. like, like the like you said, the twenty two hours outside of the gym. I would imagine sometimes were more challenging than than the two or three or four inside the gym, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think those last two weeks, my parents and like sister at home were definitely like just don't even like get in his way with stuff because <laughs> I like. When I go from the gym, I just, I'm like, no one talked to me. I just, let me get my food in me. And then I'll be able to have a conversation like how my day went because it was just so much your body. You're essentially literally starving yourself kind of because my last five, my meals all before that, it's not like, yes, I ate four meals at work and they were just meat and vegetables though. The meat is not like a steak where there's a lot of fatty stuff in there. No, it, I'm eating, it, the options were either like super lean white fish that is like 120 calories. That's it. Or chicken breast tenderloin. At most like 125 calories throw in a full serving of veggies great you had 175 calories that's your meal you can't eat anything again until three hours later so mm -hmm. that's gonna hold me over for 45 minutes and <laughs> then i'm really hungry, <laughs> really hungry because you're such low body fat too your body's really going through some like fight or flight stuff in that mm -hmm. and it's only just becoming more physically demanding more emotionally draining you also have to be able to you know, perform through your job. You have to be able to have, like, you can't be, right, right terms, just, point. yeah, you can't be, yeah, point. you can't be annoying your coworkers. You have to be really just still that upbeat person too. And yeah, and it's, it takes a lot out of you. So it really demands um, some good grind, mindset growth and just good determination. And then again, for three hours later, just meat and veggies again, the pre-workout meal is the same thing. Maybe a little bit of nuts for like minimum, like healthy fats in there. Yeah. And yeah. And that's it. Um, I had an intro drink. I think I was drinking that when I was working out with you guys, which is carbs. Yep. That's 100 calories, 25 grams of carbs. That got pulled during my last two weeks, too. And that was like my lifeline. I always joke about with my coach. That's get, that's what didn't get me through my workout because that's the only sort of carbs I was having for the day. That got stripped. But on peak week, I had someone at my gym, um, strongman competitor, who I speak with a lot. Um, is it, he goes by H. So I was chatting with him. And he came up to me. He didn't know I was, I was on peak week because I was still super upbeat about everything. And he was like, man, he's like, I had no clue. He's like, you just keep up with that attitude with everything. And that is everything. Being able to cultivate that good attitude because as soon as you let that negative energy come in, it kind of just goes into everything else. And you're right, uh, John. Right. 22 hours. It's, if, if I let one thing take over and just go to that rabbit hole, their other 22 hours are going to be horrible. And having no food and just being hangry too, we don't make it that much. Yeah. Worse. And listen, anyone, yeah. anyone who's hungry, like you don't got to work out to be hangry, right? And, 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 and for someone who listens to this and doesn't work out and they maybe don't understand, Hangry and having to work out, like, or being hungry and having to work out, like, it's a different level of hangry. Like, it, it's just yeah. different because it is your body telling you, you know, it's not just your stomach telling you, it's every muscle you're working telling you at the same time, like, hey, dude, you're starving, by the way, just so you know, just so you know, you're starving. So, um, it, it, hangry, hangry kind of hits different when you're in the, in the weightlifting realm. <laughs> And where did you find your coach, Nate? Just curious. Yeah, so as I mentioned before, uh, so like two summers ago, uh, when I was working that front desk gym job, um, this guy started working there, um, not in the morning, but he'd work like the next shift. So when he would come in like 15 minutes before to get ready to relieve me, I started catching up with him. And he's older than me. Uh, I learned during prep, he, we have the same birthday, which is crazy. So he's exactly five years older than me. So August 16th. Um, but I was just chatting with him and I kind of hit off, like I did with you guys right away, that similar mindset. And so he's someone... Um, great life story with everything. And he's just been bodybuilding for about seven years now. He's going pretty soon. He's got like th 11 weeks out now for going for his pro card for men's physique. Yeah, nice. So hopefully he nice. crushes that. I'm sure I know he will. 
And I kind of met him through that. And he told me he, so he worked there front desk as well. He was a personal trainer um, and he was working out at Lightning. So I'm like, hey man, I said like, once I'm done with school or when I come back on break, do you mind if I catch a lift with you? Always, um, always down to give me just share knowledge, info, workout tips, anything that's sort of do workouts with me. I thought that was so cool. Cause this guy has been bodybuilding for a while, a really big dude, like only two inches taller than me, but really just jacked guy. And again, super nice. So willing to help me out with everything. And he's, I know he's coached people in the past. I said, Hey, I want to do a natural bodybuilding show. So I'm obviously natural. I'm going to hop on and do this. Um, it was drug tested too, guys. I did a polygraph for that. Um, top the winners all do your analysis and stuff too. So it was pretty well tested and run nice. show with everything. And yeah, so he helped me out through that. Um, I pretty, I knew pretty much what I was doing for the whole time. So I didn't really start um, working with him, like strictly letting him take control of everything until the last about eight weeks. Cause when you get really deep into it, like the last couple of weeks, you have to start regulating the water intake a little bit. Now last week, for peak week, you have to be regulating the sodium on show day, um, getting enough carbs, but not too much to overspill on stage. Like those little finite things, I did not really know how much, especially with my body. Um, it's always different, like, you know, looking at your body versus seeing a friend and, and like, someone else, other set of eyes. And just wanted more experience, the advice to help with it. And he was great. He would just text away. And like, as I got closer, literally any little thing, he'd be like, no, don't eat a banana or just little things like that. He'd always go to back and forth yeah. really quick. Um, and he was really good about everything. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Awesome. So for people yeah, who awesome. are, so for people who are younger, man, or graduating college or, yeah. or even, I mean, shit, like if you talked to me six months ago, I could have asked you this question, right? So for someone who's trying to cultivate the yeah. work ethic, the mindset, all the stuff that you're, that you're discovering within yourself these last few years and yeah. that you're really, really focused on now, right? Mm -hmm. What would be your advice to someone on maybe, you know, where to start or how to help them kind of cultivate this mindset that you have now? Yeah, that's an absolute great question. I think the number one thing that I already touched on a little bit previously, but is don't be afraid to get outside your comfort zone. And sometimes the hardest thing about that is the day one aspect, whether this be someone wanting to get in better shape and have some weight loss. Sometimes the hardest thing is taking that first step and not only just signing up at the gym, but going there and doing day one. Because some people, there's that gym intimidation factor. There's the social aspect. They don't want everyone staring at them. And it can be a lot. Or it may be... I want to go back to school and get this degree. You already graduated years ago and you think you're way too far out of it. It's going and just looking it up online, doing that first step and testing your limits. See how far that you can really push yourself. Sometimes when you're younger, like myself, sometimes this is the best time to really, sometimes there's people who just don't are afraid to be alone and just work on themselves. Sometimes people are so now society and social media days want to be always connected and don't get me wrong. I'm very extroverted person. I love having a social life, but, one of the hardest things about wanting to grow yourself and level up, so to speak, is taking time to improve upon yourself. Don't be afraid to be on your own for a little bit and work on your goals. Your friends will always be there if they're your real friends, if we'd set the road. If they understand you're working towards something, they're not going to be mad you can't hang out with them every Friday night. At least they shouldn't. Um, yeah. And the yeah. last thing I think I've touched, we've all touched on this um, earlier, is giving yourself positive affirmations and believing in yourself. Because if you can't believe in yourself, how you expect others to at first. It all comes from within yourself. Absolutely. God damn. So if we needed an opening promo for this, uh, for this podcast this week, there it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, mic drop. God damn, man. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. So I got to get up tomorrow at like four because I got to, I got to drive up to like, it's like a five hour drive up to uh, one of my locations up in Maine. I'm doing a back and forth trip. So I, it'll, it'll be like almost 12 hours in the car probably tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to get up at four tomorrow 
okay. to uh, to get a work on him before I start the day, just to get nice. my shit, just to get my shit right. Okay, I gotta get my I gotta get my, my stuff in, to yeah, get my mind right. But it's gotta I, it's to get my mind right. Okay, right. not for the body, yep. it's my mind right tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But like this is the perfect conversation that I needed to have to get me into tomorrow morning. Now, like so, like anyone listening, right? Like if if you got a rough day, if you got a rough week, or whatever, like that thing is that maybe you're not looking forward to because goddamn four a.m. will come early tomorrow. But like, have great conversations with great fucking people, and you will like you will be catapulted into the next day. Because speaking right now, presently where I am, this conversation that we're having, man, is gonna help me tomorrow. So already, thank you because my workout tomorrow, I I got deadlifts at four a.m. tomorrow, bro. (laughs) So so we gotta we gotta get right here. So I appreciate it, man. This is this was this is a great conversation. BG, I know you got one more question for him. Um, and, yeah. and I got a funny one for you at the end, too, man. I want to ask you because I'm kind of curious on it after talking about all those food and carb stripping and all that. So uh, go ahead, BG. You know what's great, too, man, is I can tell you're not the type of person that um, if something happens in your day where you're going to let it ruin your entire day. Like it seems to me, just again, this is our brief interaction. I can tell by your nature. That you're not one to let that diminish your outlook on that day. You can still be positive. You can still say, hey, you know what? That might have sucked, but I still got plenty of left. You know, I still got plenty of day left. Mm-hmm. And that's important. That's important. You know, and one of the things that Tony Robbins says is look at the issue or the problem for what it is. Don't paint it out for worse than what it actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you do a very good job of that. So, okay. I'm done kissing your ass. <laughs> All right. So, so that, Brian, I actually was yeah. even that person during senior year of college. I would totally let those things ruin me. It wasn't until like oh, no I graduated and stuff. So <laughs> it literally is kind of a, again, the US said like six months ago, you might not have done Dallas Stone stuff. Six months ago, I may have kind of let that ruin my day for a little longer than would have. So being able to though to change that mindset and look back in a year ago, be like, wow, I really was totally different then. It's so cool because I haven't looked back since. And it's so good to be able to, yeah understand that and be able to like give yourself a pat on the back every now and then be like yo i have done that and we're moving forward it's so exactly awesome. yeah man no doubt well, i appreciate that honesty too yeah, man i appreciate course. that so i gotta ask yeah. you know what are your what are your future goals you know of course for fitness sure. but also you know personally you know what what other goals are you kind of you know outlining as well yeah so fitness goals uh in terms of like bodybuilding my training um since i just graduated like pretty recently back in may i've never had time for a like quote unquote true good off season because college life is just really so counterproductive to bodybuilding <laughs> and not be more detrimental to that type of a good lifestyle so i'm really just excited to have like about 10 to 12 months to really just do an off season and for that means for everyone else listening i can really just put time not having to worry about dieting down and being super lean i'm not going to be going eating doing a dirty bulk like mcdonald's every day of course i'm going to still feel myself good food but in the surplus so we're going to have more we're going to be eating more than we're expending maybe even more than before like what my maintenance would be to try to put on um lean muscle mass so i can really just grow for about 10 months and then then i'll start thinking about doing a show and cutting down i do plan on doing another one um when my big Smart goals that I've made is to, I want to get that my OCB, that's like the league I compete in. I want my pro card uh, in men's classic physique, getting third in the overall. That only, yes, of course, the inner competitor and athlete me, I wanted to win so bad. Of course, how could you not? But I didn't look at it and get bummed. I thought to myself, holy crap, this guy who won uh, was 29. He's been doing this like pretty strictly for seven years. I've only been doing it for maybe 
let's say two years, realistically more like a year and a half, I only thought to myself, holy crap, I am so close to getting that. Like, how cool is it that I can get that in even shorter time? So I didn't let that get me down. I thought my glass half full, let me go crush this. So that's my fitness kind of goal to get that pro card um, and then see where things go from there. I'm not going to ever try to, I think, go and just keep competing, like winning a bunch. I think I just want to be able to get that just to prove myself I can do it, be a professional level, natural bodybuilder, and again, do it all naturally too, because that's a really big thing I want people to learn. Nowadays, people want um, instant gratification with anything in life, not just their fitness goals. They want it so fast that they're not really yeah. going to fall in love with the process, which is something that it took me a while to do, but now I love it. I'm looking forward to that, the daily grind every day, not only just for the structure and physical benefit, but to get my mind right and to keep myself in that good structure. Um, some life goal, I guess. Uh, in the near, very near future, I hope to be getting my uh, certification for a certified personal trainer. And I've already purchased the next course to become a certified nutritionist as well. And hopefully I can start doing that as a side thing within a full year of having both combined. I'll start doing the personal training for sure um, within the near future as a side thing and hopefully start to keep building that up. And I guess main goals with that is just to help people unlock and achieve like their full potential physically, mentally and stuff and just let them know that how much of a great trickle down effect that that has. Cause once you start feeling good, looking good, like you guys on that whole thing, when you feel good, you look good, when you look good, like, and how, oh, yeah. Good yeah, that one, that is such an amazing thing. People just unlock that ability. So much people nowadays don't understand. Some people hear, read, listen to this and not think we're crazy, you know, which is yeah, exactly, <laughs> but to us like like-minded people, it's like, holy crap, like every single thing you're saying, you just could not be more on point, you know? It is, yeah. man. It's, it's so oh, yeah. true. It's so true. All right. So I did have a funny question for you, man, because yeah, I'll sure, think, like at the end of it, so you, you finish your competition, right? You compete, yeah. you get off stage, right? Like you've been, you've been busting your ass, nutritional, you know, the focus has been dialed in for months yeah. and months now. <laughs> What's the first thing that you went and got to eat after? <laughs> I had some of my friends come out to the show. It was in Cape Cod. And I told them that morning, um, what, two of them drove me down there. I had the other one that said, Hey, I said, um, I have, I'm, I'm a big, like sweets, like not like super sweet tooth, but like more of a doughy. I love carbs. That's my favorite thing. So mm. being stripped of those was a lot for me. I said, you're going to go to Dunkin' and get me. Like, I'll pay you back if you want. I'm like, get me two Boston cream donuts because those are getting deleted. I said, the second <laughs> I walked on the page, I even have a video of it where it was my, my little cousin came down. Um, he's from Waterford, Connecticut. So we drove down for the show. And he gave them to me. And he's just like recording me as I take this first bite. And you could just visibly see just the happiness going into my first <laughs> bite. It was tasted like otherworldly it was so good um after that so i deleted those two instantly after that we went out to go get food uh i think i had like a whole appetizer of like chicken buffalo bites then i had like a few slices of pizza and i was just so full after like three slices of pizza though i was like i'm done for guys like that's that yeah. up. I ate one more time which is crazy because i think i had two meals before or three before i went on to the show so i've had at least two more if that was a normal day but just having yeah. carbs fats just filled me up so much I was so <laughs> that's great that's awesome that must have been like euphoric just that oh, first was, bite yeah. just like you're seeing unicorns and shit like and now everybody wants to get a boston cream. exactly right yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah not a bad choice man not a bad yeah. choice right yeah they're my favorite yeah. great <laughs> Well, honestly, man, this has been a lot of fun, you know, and I hope a lot of people took something from this that it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, you could always reinvent your mindset. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you got discipline, but it always starts with, with action. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Nate, do you want us to promote the motivate? Uh, was it Motivate? 
Mode uh, you gonna start that? Yeah, you gonna <laughs> yeah. start that up again or what? I think I just make that into an Instagram page because you might have to, bro. Yeah. I think I might just have to, right now. Just... <laughs> we'll promote the hell out of it. Oh yeah, hell yeah. What? Where else can yeah. uh, can everybody find you, man? On, on IG and stuff like that. If if yeah, you want, if you want. Yeah, sure. So I could have a fitness account. As soon as I get that certification, I'll probably turn that into like my personal training one. So if you want to check it out on IG, it's uh, Griv Fit G R I V dot fit and there's a picture of me on there just tossing some weight around but yeah there you go i love it appreciate awesome. you guys definitely awesome absolutely. man hey we appreciate it, nate and as always stay strong my friend absolutely guys thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure always great to have you got it